U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the U.S. is committed to helping Taiwan defend itself in the event of a Chinese attack. Speaking on CNN's State of the Union last Sunday, Blinken was pressed about whether the U.S. itself would come to Taiwan's defense. The U.S. State Secretary did not say yes or no, but reiterated that Washington was committed to arming Taiwan under the Taiwan Relations Act. Speaking in Taiwan's politics, scholar weighed in on Blinken's response. He said that actions speak louder than words, and that judging by the U.S. recent military movements, the country is already preparing to intervene in the event of a cross-strait conflict. In an interview with CNN, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken was once again asked about the Taiwan issue. Are you now saying that the United States would not come to Taiwan's defense if attacked? Can you be specific, yes or no? Dana, again, what I can tell you is that we remain committed, uh, resolutely committed to uh, our responsibilities under the Taiwan Relations Act, including making sure that Taiwan has the ability to defend itself from any aggression. And we want to make sure uh, that no one takes any unilateral action that would uh, disrupt uh, the status quo with regard to, uh, to Taiwan. That hasn't changed. During a CNN town hall event last month, U.S. President Joe Biden stated that if China were to attack Taiwan, the U.S. would come forward to defend Taiwan. But when speaking to CNN's Dana Bash on Monday, Blinken seemed more reserved on Washington's commitments to Taiwan, sparking follow-up questions from his host. The president said specifically that the U.S. would. That's not what you're saying, correct? The, the president has, uh, for a long time, uh, including uh, when he was a senator, voting for the, uh, the Taiwan Relations Act, made clear that uh, we will do um, everything necessary to make sure that Taiwan has the means to defend itself. Blinken is in Rome attending the Group of 20 summit. Ahead of his meeting with Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi last Sunday, he was asked whether the Taiwan issue was on the agenda. Thank you, thank you. Mr. Secretary, will you be discussing Taiwan? Although neither he nor Wang spoke publicly about their meeting, a U.S. State Department official said Blinken warned against China's moves to escalate cross-strait tensions and against any unilateral change to the cross-strait status quo. One Taiwan scholar says Washington's position is already crystal clear. They've already decided that if something were to happen in the Taiwan Strait, they will be ready for it. That is to say, they are getting ready right now. They are preparing to intervene. It is just that because China and the U.S. have official formal diplomatic relations, they have to abide by the China policy defined by past generations of governments. So I think that although it looks one way on the surface, everyone already knows the situation very well. I think that China knows very well that the U.S. will intervene. From Biden to Blinken, U.S. officials are increasingly focused on the Taiwan Strait in a sign of Taiwan's growing strategic importance in the world. 1.5 million Moderna vaccines donated by the U.S. arrived in Taiwan on Monday. This latest delivery takes the U.S.'s total donation to 4 million doses. On Monday, Health Minister Chen Shizong and AIT Director Sandra Odkirk received the shipment together at Taoyuan International Airport. They hailed the Taiwan-U.S. relationship as true friendship. Let's hear from them. Partners support each other, especially under tough circumstances. And our support for Taiwan through vaccines or otherwise is rock solid. For the last few years, AIT and Taiwan have described our relationship as real friends, real, real progress. I can't think of a better way to describe my first three months in Taiwan, and today's delivery is another great example of our close friendship. 
都非常有帮助。This shipment will be of great help in boosting our vaccine coverage, both for first doses and second doses. I would like to thank the Biden administration for this. The U.S. is a real friend to Taiwan. Everyone is very grateful. There are about three million people waiting on a first dose of Moderna, but the CCC says that Monday's vaccine shipment will be first used to administer second doses of Moderna to people who received their first shot more than 10 weeks ago. The vaccines are expected to roll out in the 14th round of vaccination at the earliest. It's now been four weeks since the first 12 to 15-year-olds received their first dose of Pfizer. But the CCC still hasn't decided whether this group should receive a second dose. For now, plans for full vaccination are on hold as experts weigh Pfizer's benefits against the risks of side effects like myocarditis. The CCC says that if experts believe a second dose is appropriate, vaccination will proceed one month from now at the earliest. Taiwan's vaccine drive is moving fast toward the goal of 70% two-dose coverage by the end of the year. One group that will soon be due for a second dose is teenagers aged 12 to 17. But the upcoming 13th round of vaccinations will only offer second shots of Pfizer to people aged 18 and up. For now, vaccination at secondary schools is on hold. Most of the issues are concerns over myocarditis or acute pericarditis. There are about 1.3 million. People in the 12 to 17 age group. If you vaccinate a great many of them, going by the ratios, you're going to get a few dozen cases. This expert says that although there's the risk of side effects, the benefits of vaccination outweigh the negatives. Severe cases of myocarditis are very rare, so considering the risks associated with COVID infection and the risks from adverse reactions to vaccines, I would still recommend that they get a second shot. This expert still recommends that teens eventually complete a two-shot course. In contrast, the UK, Norway, and Hong Kong have recommended just one shot for teenagers, adopting a cautious stance. The CECC says it will decide on teen vaccination after rolling out second doses for adults. We will ask the advisory committee on immunization practices to reevaluate whether the benefits of administering a second dose outweigh the drawbacks, and then we will make. An assessment, considering studies in other countries as well as vaccine drives in other countries, we would need to distribute consent forms as well as hold meetings with ACIP experts. So, at the earliest, second shots for teens will roll out one month from today. The CECC says it will carefully evaluate the risks and necessity of offering second doses of the COVID vaccine to teenagers. Have you collected your quintuple stimulus vouchers? If not, you can now do so without pre-ordering them online. Simply present your NHI card at your local post office to claim a set of physical vouchers. To collect for friends or family, you'll need to bring their NHI and ID card as well. Walk-in collections got off to a smooth start on Monday at Zhonghua Post branches nationwide. Physical vouchers can be collected without pre-ordering any time from now to April 30th, 2022. The pandemic has hit many of us hard this year. For some, it's been much worse than just hard. To help those struggling to put meals on the table, a noodle shop in Taizong is now offering free bowls to anyone in need. The mom and pop shop was moved to start the project in July after a heartbreaking request for help. From an elderly neighbor, a scoopful of noodles goes into the bowl along with 
blanched greens and a generous helping of broth. This noodle bowl is as simple as it gets, but full of hearts. Noodle maestro Ye Haowei remembers the first free bowl he gave out on July 7. Actually, as I made the first bowl, there were tears in my eyes. I was thinking somebody really needs this. And these days, because of the pandemic, lots of people are unable to work normally. Ever since I finished my studies and started working in the world, this is the first time I could get a feel for that saying, it is better to give than to receive. This news shop is run by a husband and wife duo in a rented space in Xichun District, Taichung. With three kids to bring up, it's not an easy living. But this summer, Ye and Jian decided they could afford to give out free bowls of noodles every day to those in need. Their inspiration was one elderly customer. One evening after we'd already closed up and were cleaning up, an old lady came in. She said she was hungry and wanted something to eat, but she didn't have any money. Even though she had worked that day, she wouldn't get her pay until the day after. The next day, the lady got $280 from her work and came back to pay, but Ye and Jim wouldn't take it. They had realized just how tough times are for many these days. Their free noodles have moved lots of customers to donate, making more free meals available. Times are hard, but there's bundles of care to go around. As the weather gets colder, it's time to think about turning to a wintry menu. And what better way to strengthen up than a warming fish dish? Mmm, yum. Taiwan's local fish harvest is at its peak right now, and there are many species to choose from, including milkfish, tiger groupers, bass, and porgy. Fresh Taiwan porgy is sliced. Seasonal vegetables are bathed in a fresh stock to produce a filling seafood hotpot. Fall and winter is when Taiwan's fish and seafood harvest peaks, making fish a perfect choice for warming hot pots, nutritious congees, or a simple fry-up. Sometimes when we make some congee for breakfast, we can add milkfish ma and throw in some sliced ginger and scallions. That makes a really delicious traditional milkfish congee. For tiger grouper steaks, we can also use some dried black beans, which are traditional, or some pickled white radish, and then steam it in clear soup. Taiwan's local catch includes porgy, milkfish, bass, and tiger groupers. They're all high in protein and omega-3 fatty acids. This chef says that if you're at the supermarket, look out for the freshest fish in vacuum skin packs. Vacuum skin packs use the vacuum technology to, firstly, it's really nice and fresh. Secondly, the quality of the meat and its color is beautiful because it's been isolated from the air. And then also, it's been fixed down. It won't flap about like fish traditionally would. Well-known supermarkets are offering various promos on their fish right now to take advantage of the harvest season. One brand is offering a cash discount of 10 NT on any purchase of two Taiwan fish products. It's a great time to strengthen up before winter sets in. Taiwan will loosen entry restrictions for the Lunar New Year holiday. From December 14 to February 14, arrivals to Taiwan will be able to quarantine at home for the last four days of their mandatory 14-day quarantine. They will still need to spend the first 10 days at a quarantine hotel or facility. These relaxed requirements will not apply to arrivals from high-risk countries. Let's hear from the CCC. Seven 
那怎么来做进行 ？The duration of quarantine will remain unchanged at 14 days, followed by seven days of self-health monitoring. Arrivals from key high-risk countries will still have to quarantine at government facilities for 14 days. That is, people arriving from India, the UK, and Myanmar. Later on, we will reassess quarantine regulations for these countries, making a decision based on the international situation. For arrivals from other countries, they will have to spend the first 10 days of quarantine at a quarantine hotel or a centralized facility at their own expense. If they test negative, they will then be allowed to take a quarantine taxi home and quarantine there for four days. The principle of one person per residence should be observed. However, if all the other people in their family are fully vaccinated, the arrival can quarantine in the same residence as them. In that case, the arrivals will have to quarantine one to a room. The CCC is expecting an especially large influx of arrivals over this Lunar New Year. For the first time since the pandemic, many expats will be returning to renew their household registration, which expires after two years out of the country. The CCC says that during the holiday period, hotel quarantine rooms can be shared by two people if they are members of the same household who arrived in Taiwan on the same day. President Tsai Ing-wen has proposed a change to the English section of Taiwan's college entrance exams. Speaking to a forum of high school students last Saturday, Tsai suggested replacing the traditional English exam with a commercial English proficiency test. Examples of such tests are the TOEFL and TOEIC, although Tsai did not specify which test would be used. She proposed letting students retake the test if they want to try for a better score. Go take the test whenever you're ready. You'll have lots of opportunities to bring your scores up by merit of all the effort that you make. Chatting with high schoolers on Saturday, Tsai Ing-wen proposed replacing the English test on the college entrance exam with certified English proficiency exams. Her remarks stirred speculation that this would be the next move in test policy. Currently, any changes to the admission exams must be planned in detail with the Joint Board of College Recruitment Commission. The Education Minister said that any changes to the exam format would need to be studied by a regulatory commission. At the Legislative Yuan, a lawmaker asked him who would pay for the change if it were to be implemented. She also asked which proficiency exam would be accepted by the government. If such a system were adopted in the future, you would have to keep in mind the expenses attached. Would students from disadvantaged backgrounds be able to shoulder that cost? That would indeed require more detailed planning. So, under the current circumstances, I think more time is needed to discuss the matter thoroughly. Taiwan offers a variety of English proficiency exams with varying fees and degrees of difficulty. There's the GEPT or the General English Proficiency Test, which tests the listening, speaking, reading, and writing of practical everyday English. It's offered in five levels, from elementary to superior, and it's priced between 950 NT and 2,600 NT. There is also the TOEIC or Test of English for International Communication. This test is often required for employment or for further education, and it costs 1,600 NT. It mainly assesses listening and reading skills. Then there is the TOEFL, or Test of English as a Foreign Language, which is relatively difficult and more academia-oriented. Taking the test costs about 7,000 NT. The president's position on English learning comes from the fact that she herself studied abroad. She knows that doing so can be beneficial for students' English language abilities. But we must be careful when it comes to admission exams. 
The minister stressed that next year's college admission exams would remain unchanged. He said that Tsai's proposal was aimed at giving students more chances at a good school. Even so, he said, any changes to the admissions exam system will need to be evaluated from all angles. Yuying Elementary School in Yilan's Suao Township is making the most of its natural resources to educate students about the sea. Located on the plains just next to the Pacific shore, the school has a curriculum packed with outdoor activities to immerse children in the marine environment. Here at Yilan Suao Township, the students at Yuying Elementary School are listening attentively in class. They're refreshing their knowledge on the topography of Tofu Cape before heading outside to try stand-up paddleboarding. I was born in Nanfang Ao, so I used to go to Tofu Cape as a kid to play and swim. After I returned to school as an educator, I realized that although our school is in a rural area, it is still a good place to conduct marine education. These marine education lessons are based on the government's curriculum guidelines for 12-year basic education. They focus on the three themes of coastal protection, fish consumption and plastic reduction. The lessons are designed to help kids get up close with the ocean, to care for it and to understand it. Students spend lots of time learning outdoors. I'm really happy. I was a bit nervous at first because I didn't know what SUP would be like. But my classmates are here with me. Being with everyone makes me not feel nervous. My favorite part is the Team SUP board. It's really fun. And the competitions. It's so fun to come out to the coast. I hope we can come more in the future. It's marine education brought to life. Perched on a jumbo paddleboard, the students row out and away. Through experimental pedagogy, the school is getting kids acquainted with the ocean in a safe and engaging way. Let's head now to an Italian fusion restaurant that doles out unexpected and delicious flavor combinations. Have you ever tried spaghetti with pickles? How about a risotto made of cauliflower? Top quality ingredients are the star of the show here, and the chef has gone to town on exciting fusion dishes. Spaghetti paired with a tender beef steak. What's that pungent fermented scent though? The sauce includes the chef's homemade pickled cabbage, balancing out the spice of the green Sichuan pepper and creating a unique marriage of East and West cuisine. The beef hits the pan with a sizzle, letting out a delicious aroma. The spaghetti is also fried in butter with garlic before being bathed in a thick beef bone broth to absorb its goodness. Then the pickled cabbage is sprinkled on top, letting out that sparkling, acidic scent. We fry the pickled cabbage in pickled peppers. We want to elevate its flavor without making it too searingly hot. Most people like a light, creamy sauce for pasta, but this chef uses Hokkaido milk and cuts out the stage of frying on top heat so as to not lose any milkiness. Pollock roe goes in the pan, turning the milk a delicate pink. Even shrimp are garnished with pollock roe before being blowtorched. I 
The reason we don't use cream is because we get a lighter, sweeter and less cloying spaghetti with Hokkaido milk. Another interesting item on the menu is this unique risotto that's totally rice-free, with chopped cauliflower for a low-starch delight. This little garden plate has a surprisingly purple potato that confounds expectations. This is one stop where Italian food is not the same old, same old you've seen before. Have you spent your quintuple stimulus vouchers yet? Domestic tourism is big business this fall, and every city is vying to attract as many visitors as possible. It's particularly bustling in Tainan's Xing'ing Commercial District. The city has launched a lottery for its shopping festival, and retailers are offering a host of discounts. The refreshing scent of a medicinal chicken soup hits the nose first. Next up, tender pork trotters gleaming with sauce, and then a sweet dish of gourd with oysters. This is a feast for real fans of Taiwan cuisine. After a tough year, this long-standing Tainan eatery is welcoming their old patrons back to eat in, as well as domestic tour groups along with their stimulus vouchers. Our restaurant takings have probably grown about 10 to 20 percent. It's brought a wave of economic benefits through domestic tourism. And restaurants aren't the only beneficiaries. Other consumer industries such as cosmetics are seeing the upside of vouchers too. The customer thinks she can afford it more because there's this little extra that she can spend. Some retailers are offering in-store cash discounts and with the city's shopping festival lottery on offer as well, there are lots of ways to tempt customers through the door. We offer a cash discount straight away at point of sale. Xing'ing Commercial District has got more than 300 businesses on board, and we are continuously adding more stores that will accept quintuple stimulus vouchers. There's every kind of business, from basic necessities to food and drink, leisure and retail. The shopping festival lottery offered by Tainan City Government is meant to spur on retail in the city's historic center, encouraging visitors from outside the city to visit the area. But it also aims to tempt customers to the commercial districts around the city, and combined with stimulus vouchers could set off a wave of retail therapy.